how about over at Patina's hair, hair studio? You need your hair did? You need your nails did? <laughs> they can do it all right there at Patina Hair Studio in Ridgeland, Mississippi. But we had Tina in here talking all about how they do things over there. And she explained the way they cut hair, the technique they use to cut hair. And it's, A, so you don't have to get your hair cut every other week. You can get it done once a month. Guys, I'm talking to y'all a lot on this one here. How nice is it to only have to go get your hair cut once a month? I get mine touched up every week a little bit. Fade is what it is. <laughs> it's either going to grow or it ain't. Anyway, how nice would it be to only have to get your hair cut once a month? If you're getting done, and you think about that. Think about what it costs to get your hair cut. What if you cut your yearly budget in half? Because they cut the hair with the technique where it doesn't grow, where it doesn't look like it needs to be cut. I, You know, look, I ain't trying to explain to y'all. I'm just telling you. Get out there to Patina Hair Studio. Also, manicures, pedicures. Women, they got you covered on everything to do with your styling. Colors, extensions, the whole nine yards. Walk-ins are welcome. Uh, you know, but hey, if if I'm going to get my hair colored and something like that that could take two or three hours, I kind of want to make sure I can get in. You can schedule an appointment online at patina, patina hair com. And look, man, I keep talking about these shampoo chairs, stations, these shampoo stations. You lay back, you get your hair shampooed, and they are fully air massaged from shoulder to feet. And look, I ain't saying, I ain't saying, but I heard these chairs cost about $10,000 a piece. This ain't no middle of the mall stuff right here. Get out there and check this stuff out. It is phenomenal. You will definitely enjoy that massage chair, you know. Go get your go get your nails did, get your hair cut, getting that massage. Look, guys, even if you don't even need your hair shampooed, get it shampooed. If for nothing, if for no other reason to get in that dang massage chair. I mean, they can do it all. They sell great products there as well. Check them out. Patina Hair Studio in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Patinahairstudio.com. You're gonna get a style that you can actually recreate at home. They're gonna cut it where you can style it just like you left the just like you left the salon. That's important, too. You don't want to look good just the day you got your hair cut. You want to look good every day after because you're able to put a little gel in it or whatever, and it'll look exactly like it did when you walked out. They're going to make that a reality at Patina Hair Studio. All right. Let's see here. What else did I have on my notes here before I dive into some of this other stuff? I've been listening to RFK Jr. on the Joe Rogan podcast. I woke up about 4 o'clock this morning, had a hard time getting back to sleep, so I started that. That was actually going to be my homework last night. <clears throat> anyway, I dozed, of course I dozed back off, so I started it back over this morning at 5.30 when I woke up. No, no, I'm going to tell you what, the best way to get back to sleep, for me anyway, is put on something I actually want to listen to or watch. It's like taking a double shot of Ambien. So, like, oh, something interesting? <laughs> Anyway, man, if you were, we'll just say, not even an anti-vaxxer. If you were vaccine hesitant, you need to go back and you need to listen to this. Let's say it's about three hours long. I'm, uh, I'll tell you exactly how long it is. I got it pulled up on my phone still. This thing is, it appears to be, yeah, about three hours long. 
with Robert Kennedy Jr., who's running for president as a Democrat. But hey, it's a Democrat that makes sense. You know, it's, it's nice to see there's still Democrats that make sense. Now, I, I, again, I, I agree with them on some stuff, and I'm sure at the end of the day, there's a lot of stuff I don't agree with them on. But watching the media, the mainstream media organizations basically blackball them, watch the Democrat Party blackball them, say that Joe ain't going to be doing no, there ain't going to be no Democrat debates and yada, yada, yada. You got to ask yourself why. Why why don't they want him? Very interesting. Anyway, go back. If you, if you want to learn about some vaccine stuff, you need to go back and, uh, and listen to this. Some very interesting stuff. For sure. All right. We talked about it a little earlier. I think we got enough time here to play this video. I'm going to tell you all about a, a, a real American hero. <laughs> we need to do a, one of those commercials for this guy. Oh, no. I'm just going to play the video. This is what I was talking about earlier. This is the father who, this is a little true crime video from YouTube. This is the father who eliminated his child's pedophile attacker. Oh, man, we're going to be bumping up against the wall on time. Let's just get started. Linda Boyd was working as a bartender in the airport lounge in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Sitting on one of the bar stools, Murray Curry nursed a triple Jim Beam while the two talked to Washington Post reporter Art Harris. I'd have shot him too if he'd done what they say he'd done to my boys, only I'd have gut shot him three or four times and he'd have suffered before he died, Linda said. Murray added, he's no killer. He's a father who'd done it out of love for his child and for his pride. On March 16, 1984, at around 9.30 p.m., Gary Plouchet shot Jeff Doucette in the airport terminal across from Linda's bar. And the reason why he pulled the trigger will make you ask yourself, what wouldn't I do for someone I love? Hi there, I'm Chris, and you found True Crime Recaps. The airport shooting was no act of random violence. Jeff Doucette was all too familiar with Gary Blauchet. After all, he had been just arrested for kidnapping and abusing Gary's 10-year-old son, Jody. Jeff was a popular karate teacher in Baton Rouge. That's where he first met Jody. The two of them hit it off right away, and Jeff became a frequent visitor at the Plouchet home. On the surface, everything seemed perfectly fine. Jody was doing well at karate, even winning trophies in tournaments. This was a huge relief to his parents, Gary and June, because they were going through a divorce at the time and they worried about how it might affect Jody and their other kids. They thought Jeff was helping Jody, but little did they know he had more sinister intentions in mind. Slowly, one touch at a time, Jeff was testing the waters with Jody to see how far he could go. It's always the people you never expect. Years later, Jody said this to George Morris of The Advocate. It was over several months before he ever started to do anything, and he had already been testing the boundaries. He had begun the grooming process, not just on me, but my family. Pedophiles are very good at what they do. One of the things they'll do with the grooming is test the child's boundaries. By February 19, 1984, Jeff had firmly entrenched himself into the Plouchet household. So, there was nothing strange about his request to take Jody back to his house to show him some carpet he was having put in. June knew of no reason to keep her son at home, so off he went with Jeff. 
The hours ticked by until June realized it was dark and they hadn't come home. Frantic, she called friends and family trying to locate them, but it was no use. Her son and his karate instructor were gone. Almost a week went by until they got a phone call. It was Jody. They were in a motel near Disneyland. Jeff had dyed his hair black and was telling everyone he was his son. And then Jeff himself hopped onto the call. He told June to bring the other children with her and meet them at the motel in California. But what he didn't know was that the FBI had tapped her phone and the call was being traced. And here is where things get dicey. All right, we're going to take a break right there. We're going to come back. I should have waited to the top of the hour to play this. Uh, but we'll finish it out this hour. We'll be right back on The Clay Edwards Show. Making rules when necessary. Let's just pick this video up real quick. We've got a couple of minutes here before our top of the hour break. Uh, we're at the part where the shooting happens. When Gary learned what Jeff had been doing to his son in that motel room, he became unhinged. Unhinged. Then, one night, he was having a few drinks at a bar when he struck up a conversation with an executive from a local news station. As they were chatting, the Jeff Doucette case came up. And that's when the exec let it slip. The police were bringing him into Baton Rouge on a flight that night, arriving at 9.08. It was all the push Gary needed. He went to the airport to wait. When Jeff's flight landed, he picked up a payphone to call a friend. All he had to say was, Here he comes. You're about to hear a shot. Jeff Doucette was being escorted down the hall, his hands were cuffed behind him, and he wore a slight smirk on his face. He didn't notice Gary standing by the payphones in a white baseball cap and sunglasses. No one did. And they didn't see him reach into his boot and pull out a thirty-eight snub-nosed revolver. <laughs> the news crew was there, filming Jeff's return, but they got more footage than they bargained for. As he walked past him, Gary fired. Jeff crumpled to the ground while the officers swarmed Gary. One of them, a friend of his, could be heard on the live broadcast shouting, Why, Gary? His answer? If somebody did it to your kid, you'd do it too. Jeff died the next day. He was 25. Rotten hell, but... Y'all know, y'all, know what, y'all know what I'm about to say. All right, we'll play the rest of that in a little bit. Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll finish up just a little bit more of it. Gary was charged with second-degree murder. It seemed like an open-and-shut case since the attack was caught on video, but news of the vigilante killing spread across Louisiana and the nation. Almost everyone was on Gary's side, except for one surprising opponent, Jody. His son. He didn't want Jeff dead. He just wanted him to go to jail. Instead, his father was the one behind bars, but not for long. He was ultimately charged with manslaughter, and after some time in a psychiatric hospital, he was set free with community service and pro. Ha <laughs> I see. We should all be able to kill pedophiles and just have to go to a couple shrink meetings and do a little community service. Actually, we should get awards. They should rename schools after us if we do it. Uh, today, my friends, in, in posthumously, we, we award the F around and find out grand championship to Jeffrey Doucette. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back after this break on 103.9 FM WYAB. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards Show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. 
We update daily right here on the Clay Edwards Show. And check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace.